Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Maloof and Barbara Turley. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Success Show, where I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Maloof. Hey, Matt, how's it going? I'm well, and we're joined by the magnificent, (laughs) wonderful, bright, positive, Barbara Turley. I was thinking before you said that, I was chuckling in the background. I thought, I, I shouldn't assume he's going to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that great accolade. <laughs> A lot to live up to on this episode. How have you been? I've been well. I've been really, actually, the last little while, I've been really thinking back on the episodes we've been doing, actually, um, about communication. These episodes about communication, because it's something that, I've had to grow into myself in a, in a, from a, as a business owner and as an entrepreneur as well. And some of the tips you've been giving on these shows have really actually helped me a lot in my communications with my teams and thinking about how I'm, how I'm communicating and the language I'm using and am I being too nice, you know, wanting them to like me and not, you know, not attacking the, the difficult conversations and the effective feedback and stuff like that. So it's been excellent. How about you? Are you communicating more effectively with your wife and your children? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing my best. But, you know, it, it, for me too, I think each one of these episodes that we do, there's so many learnings that we're trying to share. But I think we end up walking away. And after every episode, we say, wow, that was we, – we took so much from it as well. So it's, um, it's certainly um, inspiring for me. And what it does too, I think these episodes for me, um, not only with my own teams, but in the coaching that I do, it just enables me to enhance the experience for everybody and, and really uncover uh, and help help people move, keep moving forward. So, You know, I think it's an important point actually that we've just discussed this because I want the listeners to understand that we are literally, you and I are literally growing our businesses based on some of these conversations we're having on the podcast together and we're learning and using um, the tips and strategies. So for the listeners, please do listen to what we're saying because we're actively doing this every day in our own businesses and seeing results. Absolutely. So if you do the same. So uh, this is episode three in our three-part series on communication. And today we're going to tackle tough conversations, which is, you know, the emotionally challenging conversations that you have to have when things are really, you've tried everything else and you're sort of staring down the barrel of where are we going with this? Are we, are we removing this person or how are we going to, how are we going to get this really working? Now in episode one, just if, if for those of you who may not have listened to the other episodes, it's worth going back and listening because in episode one, we actually tackled how to set yourself up for success from a communication perspective from the beginning. So it's really worth going back and actually seeing, can you implement some of that now? And then in episode two, we talked about giving effective feedback. Often we find people shy away from the feedback conversation because they see it as a negative thing, but it can be a huge growth experience and can actually deepen your relationship with your VA massively if you do it correctly. So today we're going to tackle a a more difficult one where, you know, you may have done all those things and it's now time to have the tough conversation. (laughs) So Matt, have you had some of these conversations with your team in the past? Many, yeah. many, and 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 I just want to preface that you know, 
these conversations, no matter who you are, they're never easy. No. They're never easy because we're dealing with humans and we all have an emotional side to us. So, you know, you can read all the books and you can listen to all the people and, you know, the people that, that advise on this, you need to understand that there is a human element to it. And so what we're going to share with you today is our experience and how we believe these conversations need to be handled. But understand, I know for me, before you know, I, had, I had had to have a tough conversation just a week ago. And for me, I still, my, my, my gut's still in knots and I'm like, not sure. And then I just have to just pucker up and, you know, do it. And every time I do it, it has a positive outcome. It's either, it's a positive for the team. It's a positive for the person. It's a positive for the business. It's a positive for me. And in, in what I tend to find is that the internal conversation that I had going on in my head prior to that is never actually how it ended up playing out. It's never as bad as I think it was going to be. Yeah. But now I'd like to add though, that you're, you're obviously quite good at this. Now we want to delve into how you get that outcome because I will openly admit that I'm getting better at them and I've, you know, I've been trying different styles and I, na- I naturally shy away from them because I would suffer from the, I'd l- I want people to like me syndrome. So sometimes that can make you less direct than you need to be. But I definitely get the knots in my stomach beforehand and the tough conversations I'm having these days definitely go well and we get positive outcomes. But in the past, I've had situations where they didn't go well because I didn't handle it well. You know, I, I might have gotten too annoyed or, you know, resentful or my tone, all these different things that you have to kind of learn over time to do better. Um, so I'm really looking forward to delving in here into your strategies. Matt, for how do we how do we attack these tough conversations? Definitely, definitely. So, Bob, tell us about, uh, you we were mentioning just before today's call, uh, a couple of examples of what's gone on recently for you yeah. at Virtual Angel Hub in this area. Yeah. So an interesting one we had recently where our HR team, who are fantastic in the Philippines, and they, I no longer get involved in the client. You know, when, when there's something, when something has been elevated to HR, it means that, you know, we have a process internally that takes clients through a troubleshooting process. And step four of the process is if you've done the other three things, then it's now time to elevate it to HR and ask us to come in to help. So our HR team got on a call. Uh, there was two, two from the team on the call. One of our success coaches and our head of HR got on the call with the client and the VA in question. And what they did first is they got the client on the phone first to, to, you know, to just to hear how the client's feeling and what was going on. And the client was, you know, irate, upset, annoyed, you know, frustrated, all, all of the above. And they said, look, you know, what, what we want to do now is we're going to bring the VA on, on the call, but we need to have an open discussion, you know, and we need to really air the feelings here, but we also need to hear from the VA. Now, when the VA came on the call, the tone completely changed from the client and she started apologizing and wouldn't just totally shied away. The, the, the team were shocked. They were like, it just completely, the conversation just completely changed. She didn't want to have the tough conversation. Um, and they, they found it fascinating. And in the end, the outcome was that, you know, the, the client ended up canceling the contract. And really our feeling was, wow, we, it, it didn't have to end that way, but it did. Because the client just was not able to have that tough conversation in a constructive way. So how do we, de- how do we deal better with this? Well, I think um, first thing I just want to position is that 
um, I was taught an acronym for the word nice years ago. So if you've got, if you write this down, yeah, nice, N-I-C-E mm-hmm. stands for nothing inside me cares enough. And so when you're overly nice to your people, um, in, and you don't address the tough conversations, it implies that nothing inside you cares enough. You don't care enough about wanting to make this person better or make the relationship work. You, you're just happy to walk away from it. Now, that doesn't mean that walking away from it isn't necessarily the best Solution. result. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I just want to make sure that, that that's critical. But, you know, in light of what you were just describing, um, uh, Bob, I, I call that a bit of, the, uh, I call it tough guy syndrome. Like behind closed doors, I'll talk really tough and I'll, you know, we're going to do this, you know, they're, they're no good and blah, 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 blah. And then you get in front of them and you don't, you're not willing to, to say the same thing. And I think if that's, this comes back to, I think, uh, uh, understanding the values of your organization. And if, if you don't have, uh, candid conversations with people, if you're, if you're willing to say one thing about them behind closed doors and not say the same thing to them, uh, to their face, you actually have a fundamental flaw in your, in your business, not just in this conversation. Because candor, and, and if you, um, the, the, I highly recommend everyone reading the book Winning by Jack Welsh on this. He talks about candor and great leaders are able to have candid conversations, very direct conversations with their people that are respectful, that are constructive, and that are ultimately designed to have a win-win outcome. Now, win-win, as I said, may be the person leaving your organization. And, and, and often, if you've got an underperformer, that letting them go is doing them a favor as well as doing you a favor because they just often don't have the courage to resign. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And you can leave on good terms then and be like, you know, I mean, it was funny when you were saying, using the word candor, a story I'd love to share with the listeners about my my approach to candor. And again, I learned this, you know, by trying different methods. And, you know, I mean, obviously I kind of have to have tough conversations quite a lot because in the business we're in, we're in a people business and, you know, things can come up quite a bit. But for me, what's started to work a lot recently is I just get on a call with my, with my people and I'm like, hey, look, you're a, you're a smart guy, right? Let's say it's a guy or whatever. You're, you're a smart person and I'm a smart person. So I think we both can be like, it's not working. Like, you're not stupid, right? Neither am I. So let's just be honest. It's It's not working for you. It's not working for me. And let's just get to the bottom of what's going on. Like, what's really happening here? What's happening for you? And I even go to the point where I say, look, do you like the job? Because if you don't, it's okay. You know, we need to talk about it. And you're going a a level deeper. You're dropping business-like and you're going a level deeper and saying, hey, let's forget all that stuff, the business stuff, the, you know, the business, everything. And let's you and I have a discussion about what's really going on here. And that for me, it's unbelievable the barriers it breaks down when you do that. I'm going to add one thing to, to what Barbara's just said. You need to have that style of conversation with the right person as well. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether this would work with everyone. No. You know, so it's probably not, you know, don't take this as like the way to go, but it's just something I've been doing recently that's working for me and my and, style. But And so one of the areas that I've, I've invested uh, heavily in, in learning is, is in various communication styles. Um, DISC for me is one method of understanding how to, how to communicate and, um, and, and adapt to different styles. So someone that's a very, has a very direct approach 
will will actually be very receptive to the way Barbara just communicated. But someone that is, is say, um, uh, maybe not as open or um, open to that kind of direct communication, you just need to shift the language. You have the same content that you're trying to get across. It's just in your delivery. So it could be along the lines of, um, you know, hey, Barb, look, um, as you're aware and I'm aware, you know, things, they just haven't seemed right lately. They just haven't really, we're not, we're not really gelling. I don't know how you feel, but I'm interested to hear how you feel. And I just want to have a conversation with you so that we can work out what is the best way to move forward. Now, that's just a different style of communication to get to that same outcome. But if you don't address it, if you don't communicate to people in their style, if you only communicate in your style, they'll close off straight away. Mm. And so it's, it's actually becoming um, very masterful with your language so that you can get great outcomes. I think in saying that as well, so I really love that because that's, that's, uh, you know, also working with, with the person you're speaking to and taking into account their style. But both way, both ways are still very candid. As you said, like you're dealing with going a level deeper than a business like conversation. You're going into, let's forget all that stuff for a second. Let's you and I on this call together go a little bit deeper together. To, to, to work out, you know, and as you say, the solution may be that the person moves on or that we both move on, but it can be in a really nurturing way because, you, you know, if the person needs to move on for both you and them, then that can be a fantastic outcome for both of you. Absolutely. Or maybe you give them a different role. That's happened to me before where we ended up putting someone in a different role and they totally excelled in that new role. Just the role didn't suit them, the original role. And so a couple of things about setting, I think setting up for these, these tough conversations is, um, firstly, I, 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 in my experience, when you surprise people with these conversations, they never go well. Yeah. They yeah. never go well. They panic. So you, they go they into do. panic mode. Yeah. They go into panic or they don't know how to respond or they, or another natural, um, response is defense. And so they almost come be, be defensive and, and maybe even a bit aggressive. And so, what you want to do is you, you need to set the meeting up that, that you would like to have a, whether it's a, a feedback session or you, you tell them, look, we need to have a serious meeting. Like you may position it in that way and you need to position it with an agenda. Yes, if you an agenda if you, is vital. Yeah. Because if that person cares um, and prepares for that meeting, then they're the type of person you're probably going to give another chance to. Right. But if that person doesn't prepare for that meeting, if they come, you know, very, um, you know, sort of unassuming, then you, you probably got a good case to move them on then and there as well. So yeah, I think it's important to pause here for a second and talk about I, I, I will say to clients, too, there's a difference between a meeting and a chat. And you've got to be very clear on which one you're having. Because a chat can kind of is, is, is good. A chat can be good to get things going. But eventually when it is really is the tough conversation and the end of the line conversation, that needs to be a meeting with an agenda set up in the way Matt has just described, where you allow them time to know this meeting is happening and what's, what it's going to be about, you know, and, and get them to prepare for that meeting and show up. Yes. Sometimes they might resign before the meeting. Exactly. <laughs> and if they exactly. did that, well, then that's a good outcome because if that person can't even come to the meeting, then, you know, that's, that's, you don't want that person on your team, to be totally honest. Correct. Correct. Mm. So the second part then is to make sure that when, when you're conducting the meeting, 
right, that we're presenting the facts. And I think that too often people present opinions or present uh, the dance around the facts. Just present the facts as well, they are. Too much emotion, and now yes. I, and I will openly admit I would suffer from this. This would be a problem I would have. I would probably bring too much emotion to that meeting, uh, too many feelings of how I'm feeling about it, and allowing my own feelings about it to cloud how the meeting can go. Now I'm being very open on this podcast because I think it's really important for people to realize that if you're feeling this way, if you're listening to this and you're feeling what I'm saying is resonating with you. I sort of want to connect with the listeners and say, like, it's okay because we're human and we do have emotion, but it's about just accepting how I get around it is to go. I know that that's my my a little I wouldn't say a weakness. It's just my style that I can be a little bit too emotional. So I have to prepare for the meeting beforehand and I have to think about what I'm going to say so that I set myself up for success in that meeting and not get sidetracked with emotion. Yes. And, and, and same goes for me, but uh, you know, as, as um, th- these pro- conversations probably aren't as tough for me now as they once were. Mm. But but again, being prepared, being succinct, understanding that how you're going to almost like visualizing how the meeting is going to go before you go into it is, is critically important. Um, I think the third thing here, like we spoke about in the last episode, is making sure use the video, being able to see somebody. And watch what's going on in their body language. I think in, in a, one of these tough conversations is critically important because again, you can, you can watch what's going on. They can't be distracted. Um, you can move the conversation as, as in where you see fit. And I think the next step is don't get bogged down in any one aspect of this. Okay, what that's key. Mm. What you'll find is that um, either you or the the person you're, you're having the tough conversation with will want to keep coming back to a a key thing that they want to express or that you want to express. And this is where the agenda is really important. You've got to have a clear agenda, and again, you've got to go through the facts. You've got to enable discussion to to occur, but you've got to get to an outcome. And so, I'll always preface um, and position these meetings. Um, I, uh, thank you for, thank you for coming to the meeting today. The main reason for today's meeting is for us to discuss a few key issues that have been occurring and for us to get to a clear set of, um, steps on how we're going to fix it moving forward. Is that okay with you? And, and so we know if we're not, if the, if it's not moving on to the clear next steps to move it forward, then we have to move the conversation. What about Matt? I'm just thinking here, you know, but my own experiences and stuff with this sort of thing. What happens when you have a tough conversation? I've had a couple of these where we get the, the conversation kind of stalls uh, because the person is so defensive, you know, and it just spends the whole time trying to convince you of why you're wrong. And that, you know, and sort of, you know, that kind of thing and, and has a story for every, you know, everything that you bring up has a story for it. Now, yeah. I've had that situation and I find that super challenging because it'll start to bring up my emotion. So listeners, I want you to hear me mm. here. I get excited when this happens in these meetings. Oh, do you? <laughs> I don't because I start to get, I, I can feel my blood boiling and I start well, he, to get like I want to end the meeting. Yeah, well, here's, here's why I get excited because the the communication back to them when they keep doing that, is this is exactly why we're having this meeting now. Right, okay. 
the way you're behaving and the way you're showing up and the way you're communicating right now is the, is the key reason we're having this meeting right now. And you actually flip it straight back around because often that'll be the reason. Their excuses, their lack of performance, there's a reason for everything. And as soon as you flip that, where are they going to go with it? Yeah, because it's taking, there's no personal responsibility. It's all, you're blaming me for everything. I've been doing a great job. In their head, they've, you know, they're doing everything they can. Yep. They never think in their head, I'm doing a great job because they know they're not, but they always see someone else's fault why they're not. Exactly. And exactly. you're blaming them. So that, that can be a tricky. So I know that that would be a hurdle. You know, if any of the listeners are going into a conversation like this or have had tried to have these tough conversations, I know that's where you can get derailed very quickly because I have in the past myself too in that in that instance. Um, so it's important to understand how to get through that that hurdle when it comes up. Yeah. And so, like I said, if I find, if I'm giving, having these tough conversations and they keep going on about the same point and I want to, and, and if I feel it escalating and I feel their tone increasing, I'll bring my tone down and I'll go, and this is exactly why we're having this conversation right now. So how do we move past it? And you've actually got to, you've got to be ready with a few key questions. So, you know, questions I'll always ask in these types of, of meetings. Okay. So what's the solution here? We are very clear on what the problem is. How are we going to solve this? How do we move forward? That's one of the questions I'll ask. The second question might be something along the lines of, if you were me, what, what, what do you think the next steps we're going to take are? That's a good one. I've used that one before, actually. Yeah. Um, I get silent sometimes for that one. <laughs> so. which, which is actually because, because they know that Nowhere to go. <laughs> well, they often know that you're thinking, well, you should probably fire me. Yes. Yeah, they are thinking that. Yeah. And they're thinking, please don't fire me. Exactly. But often with that, you might send them away and go, look, you need to think about this and you need to come back and tell me, well, if, if you were me, what's the next step here? And, 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 you know, not always, but often you'll get a resignation letter. Actually, I like that one because it gives them also, if you say, I want you to go away and I want to come back to a meeting tomorrow or the next or whatever, or on Monday, I want you to book a meeting with me and I want you to present to me what you think we should do about this situation. It gives them space and time to, because, the, because this call can be quite confronting. Um, but it gives them a moment to, as you say, to, to step back and think about, and you, you will actually probably get a resignation or someone who's any good will come back with, you know, probably an apology and an, a very open admission of their, the responsibility they're going to take and what they're going to do about it. But more often than not, it'll be a resignation. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. That, that's very powerful. But I think also giving that space and time gives it, it gives you a break as well and it pushes it back on them to come back with their own solution Yeah. to the problem. I like that. I'm stealing that one. <laughs> <laughs> I want actually the listeners to realize that, you know, when I think back on these three episodes in particular, and actually many of the episodes that we've done, Matt, it's literally like sometimes I'm getting a coaching session from you. So it really is, you know, guys, if you're listening to this, this is an absolute coaching session on how to deal with these situations. I come to Matt on these podcasts and present case studies of, you know, issues that we have internally and how I'm dealing with them. And Matt is a coach that has coached so many businesses from diverse industries and everything is coming with absolutely like the nuggets of the strategies that we're, he's giving on these podcasts are just amazing. And I'm using them in my business. So I'd encourage everyone to take on board what you're saying. Thank Matt. you. Thank you. It's fantastic. So 
I think too, how do we wrap up this one? Do we want to just recap maybe some of the points on the tough conversations? Well, I just want to add one last thing before we go, because whilst I've sort of painted the picture of this meeting going along and moving through the agenda and the like, sometimes it can actually go the other way. And, you know, it can get quite heated. It can get quite uh, aggressive or, or, or not, not constructive. Or tears. There can or be, te- there can be yes, tears, yeah, that's which right. is hard. Yeah. In which case, you need to shut it off quick. You need to say, look, this is not a productive use of your time or my time right now. I think what we both need to do is go walk away from this and come back in an hour, the next day or whatever, when we're both in the right mindset to get to an outcome. Don't enable, don't enable um, the emotion of the situation to take over where you want to head with this. You've got to get super clear on the outcome here. If your outcome in this tough conversation is to move somebody on and, and you're feeling yourself not like it's not going to move, you need to pull away and come back and re, recenter yourself, re, refocus yourself. Because otherwise what will end up happening is you'll end up probably, um, you know, doing so, you'll probably give them a pay rise or something. I, know, I was just, I was just <laughs> thinking, I was just thinking to myself, that's what I, I'd give them a bonus or something. <laughs> and then what I've realized is sometimes you have to accept that you might have a very manipulative person on your team. Like yeah. sometimes you've got passive aggressive people. Sometimes your staff member might seem crap in some areas, but they might be very manipulative. And, you know, they've got, you know, I've, I've had this happen too, where, you know, we've got manipulators and they can manipulate you very easily when you get to this point. So you've just got, you've got to sort of watch out for these cues too, without assuming that that's not everyone, but sometimes it can be a manipulative thing. Yeah. Mm. And so I think just being ready for that also coming into these, if it's just, if the to- if the conversation is just derailing, just kill it then and there and come back with the outcome. Okay. Um, the other thing I just wanted to add is um, 30 minutes. Don't enable more than 30 minutes for this meeting because the longer it is, the more off point you'll go. That's you know, the, so true. Yep, that's very true. Right? Hour, reality, and a half, hour and a half later, you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. And so the reality is you need a tight agenda. There needs to be clarity coming into the meeting what it's about. You then need to ensure that you, you, you follow it. And then – I would just be very respectful and clear with your communication. If someone's not performing, as I said earlier, give them the facts. Yeah. He's, he's, um, can, let me be clear with you on, on where this is at. You know, you might use language like that or you might go, um, look, as you know, we've, um, we're here to discuss X, Y, Z today. Let me, is it okay if I first of all go through and give it to you from my perspective and then I'd like to hear it from your perspective? Or you may even do the reverse. I'd like to hear it from your perspective and then I'll give you my perspective. Okay. Frame it up. Um, use that clever language in there where we're asking for permission. It's very direct, but clear and, and it's, it's, it's not aggressive and, I think that's what what I see in these conversations. People tighten up, and so what happens is they they end up coming across as a little bit of aggressive in their language. Yeah. Um, in in wrapping this up, understand that if you want to grow a successful company and you want to grow grow it fast, you will have to at some point have these conversations. Yeah, it's it, a natural. Yeah, the bigger it, your team grows, that's right. Yeah, you will. That's right. 85% of business problems have hair on them. 
we say. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so you're going to have to have these tough conversations. And as much as you can put the great processes in place in your business to, to recruit the right people and ask the right questions, inevitably, I've not come across a business or a business owner yet that hasn't had to have these tough conversations. You want to grow and you want to grow fast. You're going to nip it in the bud quicker. And you're going to have the tough conversation sooner so that it doesn't ponder on, it doesn't infect the rest of the organization, and you and the organization can keep moving forward. Now, and I would like to finish on something, though. Guys, if, you know, a way to 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 reduce the number of these conversations, though, because sometimes I talk to clients and they're literally spending all day putting out fires with these kinds of conversations. Take a step back and go back to episodes one and two and look there first and just yes. think, can I change my entire process? I might need to go back and change my entire process so that we actually reduce the number of these tough conversations we're having. And that is something that I did probably because I was, you know, not liking the tough conversation, but I actually went back and improved a lot of the processes so I could get rid of actually not even hire those people coming in. And that's part of our recruiting process now at Virtual Angel Hub. We try and eradicate a lot of problems, but also just setting it up so that you don't have as many of them and it doesn't escalate to that level uh, as often. So... Episodes it's, one and two. It's classic cause and effect, isn't it, Bob? Like yeah. you, if you just keep putting band aids on, you're never actually going to get to the root cause of the of the of the challenge or the problem. Yeah. And so you need to, and that's what episodes one and two help you with. They help you understand that if you effectively communicate at that front end, setting things up, yeah, it often can can reduce the pain moving forward. Uh, you know, and 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 also just a, f- a follow on point from that is. If you choose to just avoid, not do step, not do episode one and two and just avoid tough conversation and fire someone instead and then hire someone new, I can almost guarantee you that you'll have the same problem the second time around. You'll start to go into the same problems with your, cause it's your leadership style now that's starting to falter because you haven't been putting, you're just thinking, I'll just hire new people. And that's how people end up in the hiring and firing situation. Uh, I agree 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then you'll keep blaming each person that comes in. Probably is yep. their fault, but it's really it's really yours at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Well, listen. As always, guys, if you're, uh, we'd love you to subscribe to the show on iTunes. We're we're available for virtual success on iTunes, um, and also share these shows with anyone you think will benefit. Because uh, as I said earlier, like me as a business owner and entrepreneur, I'm benefiting massively myself. I know Matt, you are from us having chats like this. Uh, and I know it's it's a topic that really nobody's out there talking enough about how to deal with these kinds of situations. So share the show and we'll be back um, with more virtual success. We've got some great interviews coming up um, and we're going to tackle some more you know, difficult case studies that are actually happening. So if any of you have got anything you'd love us to tackle on the show, there is the virtual success Facebook group. You can join that and you can suggest topics for um, shows. We'd love to hear about what you want us to talk about on this show and we'd happily dissect on the show for you. Fantastic. Bob, have a wonderful week. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.